Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. We still had lots of opportunities. We still had some looks. Uh, We still, you know, quick made some phenomenal saves, obviously. Um, you know, some pucks that, uh, that he couldn't find and, and uh, stuck stuck to him a little bit and played very well. But um, but we, we had our chances to, to bury some opportunities and we didn't. Um, so, you know, we, we certainly weren't thinking going in that we just wanted to get through this one. We had an opportunity to, uh, to win this hockey game and we didn't get it done. Welcome in to the latest edition of Judd's Hockey Show. Of course, Zolgad, Declan Goff, that was a wild coach, Dean Everson, talking about his team's 4 nothing loss in its return to play after, I believe it was a 12-day break because of uh, COVID and the COVID protocols and players being uh, sick. And Declan, yep. I want to start with this uh, this disclaimer off the four. Oh, okay. Nothing to feed that Dino was talking about last Dino. night against the Kings. You, you and Dino tight? Oh, we're very, Dino, very huh? tight. <laughs> you and Dino go back? Dino don't say much. AHL days? Dino Milwaukee don't say Admirals? much. Uh, Hartford Whalers. Hartford Whaler, great. That's where we go back to. Okay. Brass Bonanza, baby. Okay. So the disclaimer that I would like to start the show off with today is very simple. Um, Four nothing loss. Wild look bad. Long break. Guys coming off COVID, okay? So I am more than willing to take this all with a grain of salt. Because it's one game, first game back. Um, but we don't have to sit here for the entire podcast and make excuses, too. Thursday, th- there should be more guys back. Yeah. They should look improved. Should. Um, but the Devils, the Devils came back last night from a break themselves. They mm-hmm. hadn't played since New Year's Eve, and they beat the it's Rangers. Six weeks since they haven't played. They, they, they played were off for six weeks. No, no, no. I'm sorry. January. January 31st? Not okay. December. I was going to say January 31st. Weeks. They had not played a game. No, that would be impressive. Yeah. They had not played a game no. in the month of uh, February. February. Well, yeah. And they came back last night and beat the Rangers. So it's possible to come back and win. It's possible to come back and not look great. But here's where I think we should start. All right. And this is a decision that Bill Guerin, Everson, the people that run this team need to make. It might be made. I don't know. It, because I think we can certainly go down the path of it's been a funky year and it's going to continue to be. There's going to be stops and there's going to be starts and there's, there's going to be lost games. And as we saw, there's going to be rescheduled games. Mm-hmm. But if this team has any thought of being successful okay. in in 2021, okay, they either need to make a move at a position we've talked about a lot, center, or just be done and just accept their fate. Because Yul Eriksson is probably an ideal third-line center. I think he can play second line. He is not a first-line guy, okay? 
we saw last night your guy, Marcus Johansson, slotted in. God, and and he should have been because they might as well. I guess, but he's, but he's a disaster. Yeah, exactly right. So, <laughs> but But the point being is, until we find out, I'll be curious to know. But this team, if it has any desire on actual success, and it might not. Right. The center position, you either have to say it has to be addressed by the trade deadline or we're pretty much punting. You know, I have Sorry. a... No, you're right. I, I have a group text that I go with my three hockey buddies who are big wild fans. And we were going off about how, because of the defense being out with what Spurgeon was out, Brodeen was out, um, whom I met, Susie, I believe. Susie's out. Susie was yep, out. So I got the whole list right Yeah, guys like Bartkowski and Louis Belpedio uh, playing Dakota big Mermis. time minutes. Dakota Mermis. I mean, it felt like, it honestly felt like if you just put, popped Philippe Kuba and Martin Skula back on that blue line with their in their 40s right Lube now. They probably would have been better than what happened yesterday. Well, what, yeah, look, look, is it fair and is it is it harsh for me to say that the majority of those guys don't look like NHL players? I don't think it's harsh. I don't think it's harsh at all. I think it's the evidence was right in front of you people. Um it, it was it's rough. It's rough to watch this team try to figure out their center position. And look, guys like Buke said and a lot of these guys are coming off COVID. Joel Eriksson is supposed to be one of the most fittest hockey players in the world, apparently, from everyone that covers the team. And I bet he is, but COVID takes its toll on you. So when they're huffing and puffing and they're grinding, that it's not just because there's there was a two week layoff, that's definitely a factor. It's because they're literally coming off a sickness that has caused a global pandemic. That being said, to bring the conversation full circle back to Cuba's and the Martin Schoolers of the world, I think Eric Belanger from two thousand six on the wild would be a first line center on this team. And it's sad. But they have to figure out something. And if it's taking a chance on Sam Bennett, you take a chance on Sam Bennett. If you if you have to figure out your salary cap situation, because the Wild are literally pennies up against the salary cap, to get Derek Stepan, do it. Um, I don't think this team can go much longer. They've lost five of seven. They've lost five of their last seven after a 4-1 and one start. And they're still very much in it. The season is not over by any means. It's no time to panic. But I think this team and Billy definitely knows that it was the right idea to buy low and put guys like Benino and Bukestead and Johansson uh, as basically rental players because they're UFAs and not commit yourself long-term to a player that you shouldn't want to, i.e. Alex Galchenyuk, who's now on his fourth team in the last 12 months. Mm-hmm. That was the right thing to do. But if you if you see a window to be competitive, and I know Vegas is off to a hot start, Colorado and Vegas look like they're probably going to be two of the best teams in the West, just like we projected. But if you want to compete with St. Louis and you think you still have a run to possibly make a to make a legitimate run at this thing, you do have to at least try to find a center. And you don't have to what I don't what I don't understand, John, is you don't have or we're not asking you to be an on Dubois. We weren't asking you to be in on I mean, it would be fun, but we don't ex, I don't expect you, I should say, to be in on someone like that cuz it's going to cost the farm. Guys like Sam Bennett and Derek Stepan and name any other number 1 center basically on the Coyotes or or the Kings right now or the Ducks aren't going to cost you a lot. So you may as well pick up the phone and try to do something, because I can't do this anymore of watching Kirill Kaprizov literally drag That's this team, problem. and we'll get into that later, because I That's have takes on that. I have a Kaprizov take that I want to fire off, That's a problem. but you need to find a center. It, it, it's time to do it. And, and that has, in my opinion, off of all things that might have been affected by COVID last night, the center's not one. They weren't good before. They're not good now. 
They don't have a one, and they don't really have a two. And Eck can be the two, but he's the ideal three. But beyond that, let me be very clear here, because it's not like uh, Benino not playing last night cost them a lot at that position. He can win face-offs, but he is a three or four himself, okay? Pre-COVID, they were not good there, and they don't have anything. There's nobody to use, and that's the problem. And again, so on one hand, Dex, I'm at peace here because they don't have one. And you know what? I don't expect them to be – I expect them to be competitive in games, but I don't expect them to win a ton. And I think that they can get that fourth uh, spot in the West Division. But I'm not exactly sure about that. So on one hand – if Bill Guerin came to us and said, okay, guys, I'm not going to announce this publicly, but I've decided the center position cannot be adequately addressed until the summer. And, and you know, Rossi had to go, go home because he had COVID, and we were going to try him out, but we can't now. And so we can't address this until we get to July, August. I would say fine. So I'm not upset by that. But the one place where it makes it really tough is you have what I consider to be two, potentially, if not right now, flat-out elite players, Kaprizov, Fiala. And Fiala, um, right before he got suspended for the three games, and then I thought again last night, yep. he's not being, um, he's not scoring, but he has come back, I think, in recent games in which he's played, and he's been pretty good. Yeah. And he's been creating things. And there has not been a payoff there, which is going which all players are going to go through that. All of that being said, that's my problem though. Last night again, when when Dean breaks down and does what you asked for, second period, late second period, he shuffles lines and he finally says, Okay, I'm going to put Fiala and Kaprizov on the same line. Because we're not scoring, which is fantastic. My problem with the, the fact that you don't have a center who's adequate yeah. is you put Johansson there and it does nothing. Like we're looking at two players who need a a guy to get them the puck, to give them a chance, and you literally, I think, have what amounts to nothing, nothing to put there. That's the disturbing thing. So I sort of get the whole thing about they still might be a year out and they're probably going to try to address it in a trade um, in the summer. I get all of that. But that being said, it is frustrating to watch a game like last night and see that they put these two highly skilled offensive wingers together and there's no one to center them. Literally. Like there's not. I know. That's frustrating to watch. It's criminal. It's. Uh, I think I told you at the beginning of the season that if if this team is going to be relevant and there isn't you know a significant center down the middle that it's going to be Fiala and Kaprizov literally dragging them into the playoffs. Look, the Wild have a sound decor. I think Cam Talbot is a better goalie. Their goaltending is automatically improved. We've been down that path before too. But if you're going to actually make the playoffs, you're, it's going to come from your offense actually being able to create goals. There's this crazy thing in hockey: if you score more than the other team, uh, you win the game. So Kaprizov and Fiala are trying to do everything they in their damn power to make that happen. Fiala is reminding me a lot of Dumba last year where the dude is getting chance after chance. He's just getting snake bit. There's a puck that hops over his stick. There's a two great ones there's, last there's night. There's a, a broken twig. There's 
just an unbelievable yep. save. He's just Bad getting luck. robbed. Yep. And you can see the frustration. I mean, honestly, I like when he plays angry. You can see it when he's angry. And I, I like that emotion out of a player. So I'll always be, be down for that. Mm-hmm. But Kaprizov, my, my dude, you're a talented player. You are a playmaker. You are a sniper. You are everything we thought this organization thought you would be. I think you're great. I need you to stop facilitating. I need you to stop facilitating, and I want you to be aggressive. Use that shot. Use your instincts. Stop facilitating. Be aggressive, dude. And I don't know if it's because he does cause, you know, he causes attention, so then therefore he makes other people around them better and he creates open spaces. I get it. But when he comes out of the penalty box and he drops that past the blue line, what are we doing here, Kareel? What are we doing? And again, this isn't a, a, a complete knock on him. He's, he's a godsend for this organization. You can make a case that him and Anthony Edwards right now and Justin Jefferson, they're lifting up Minnesota sports. And it's, it's, I can't remember the last time we had three athletes like this literally lifting up their sports, uh, lifting up their teams as rookies, as, di- as dynamic and dominant as they are. But Kaprizov, stop the drop passes. Don't try to make Brad Hunt look good. Don't try to make Marcus Johansson I, look good. Yeah. Be aggressive, kid. I think he watches Patrick Kane. His game reminds me of, of Kane, and Kane has an ability to do exactly that. He he scores great, great goals, and he's an incredible player. But if you watch Blackhawks games consistently, he facilitates really, really well. And the problem is Kaprizov does not have the talent around yeah. him to do that because guys get the puck and they're like, what am I supposed to do here? Um, but yeah, they need to make a decision, and perhaps it's been made. Do you want to truly compete or not? And it's just as a person who tries to watch as much um, hockey as possible, right? It's frustrating to see that last night again, and to see that the this problem is not going away. And I don't care if guys get healthy. The one thing, right? The one thing that's going to remain a constant. And Dex, the, the problem too is. As we saw last night, you can put Kaprizov and Fiala together. Yep. And it might be fun to watch. Yeah. But it really doesn't go places until you've got the guy in the middle. Sure. That can make them look good, too. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. So so that's part one. Um, I do think, though, offensively, that you're you're correct. I do think that they're going to have to put those two together more and more cuz i don't know if you have the rest of, i don't know if the rest of your lines have the requisite amount of offense to possibly get you goals i no. just don't i i thought that you possibly did but the more i watch parisi's struggling man yes he is parisi's struggling and i just don't know th- that they have the guys who can score consistently enough outside of those two not to at least give th- those guys a shot at some points in games um, five on five to play together. Yeah, I I think it's in their best interest to put them on the same line. If if that means, and I know Joel Ekzak has been their best center this year, but if, if that still means you can keep Eck and Greenway and Felino together, mm-hmm. you know, and and I, I know if it was Joe Hansen or if it was Bugstead or Benino or God willing Victor Rask, um, there's going to be God willing or God forbid, yeah, God forbid Victor. He's Rask, still on the say. list, so he's yeah. still on in the protocol. Um. I understand that, but these two have to be together because it's going to be your best chance at creating offense consistently. Yeah, you know, I think you're right now. Colorado did this 
three years ago before they really hit their window where they said, we have one line, try to stop it. Everything else, I don't With care. With McKinnon. Yeah. They're like, try, try to stop I this. will take a player 25% yeah. of that guy yeah. right they, now. They, they said, we're going to put Landis Gog and McKinnon and Ratnan on the same line. Yep. And the depth behind us, we do not care. So yep. I'm, I'm hoping that they eventually figure it out and find the center that they need. All right. Um, off of th- that game as well. Zuccarello is back. Yeah. Fourth line last night, I believe. Let's, let's yep. see here. I've he got was, my notes. He was on the fourth yes. line. Fourth line. I have takes. What do you expect from him? So first off, I actually thought he played a, a, a noticeably good game last night. He was with two bums in Bart in who Barkowski. No, I believe. Barkowski's Excuse a me. defenseman. Not a defenseman. Johnson, right? He was with Luke Johnson and your guy Jerry and Jerry Mayhew. But Jerry Mayhew, you, you used were, to be my dude. You were like you spent Judd's hockey show last season every week that was, politicking. You have given up so badly look, on Jerry. Look, you are such a fraud. Just like a bunch of other things in 2020, I'm moving on from things, and you can update your life on how 2020 went. If you, Jerry, hold you better on, be careful because Jerry's going to get on Twitter and rip you. If you want to hold on to 2020 takes, good for you. I do know I'm no longer okay. going to do Fair that. Enough. Fair enough. So You've Jerry seen Mayhew, your eyes, I've, 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 I've seen enough. Um, he had a had a wide open chance. He probably should have lifted the puck. He put it right in, in quick save. That was a right, nice. Quick, that was a great. It's still a great save, save though. Old it's still school a great quick, save. Old school quick save. Right. Um, there. He had a shot on the power play. I actually didn't think he played a bad game last night for his first game back. And for fourth line too. And for fourth line, I don't think uh, it lasts much longer. Him playing fourth line, and it'd be honestly, it's criminal to put him on the fourth. He's got to be top six, right? He has to be. Like he's got to at least. Be uh, presented with that chance to be top six, and whether given that opportunity, whether he um, deserves to be in there, and I know his contract's high, so he's going to have to be in that conversation. He, he deserves to be in the top six. He created a couple high danger chances last night. I would rather see him move up there. Um, I actually didn't think he played that porous of a game. I think his teammates around him, were, who were the worst forwards for the Wild last night by far. Um, oh, really? According to Corsi, yeah, they were just awful. So they were getting, I believe it was 36% Corsi rate, which means they were getting outshot 30, you know, what, what's, what's the reciprocal 36, 64, 64% by the, of the time. By the Kings. By the Los Angeles Kings, by the way. <laughs> yeah. That's another thing. And I know the Wild had, a, had about a third of their lineup as Iowa Wild guys. You're playing the Kings. But you're playing the Kings. And Ooh. Jonathan Quick stinks. He's not Jonathan Quick anymore. And you may have, and Jonathan Quick rose from the dead last night. Juicy rebounds, though. Yeah. You give us some fat ones. There were some opportunities. He had a GEA of like four and a half coming into the game. He, oh yeah, he's not. He, he's, the same. not he's not John the Quick anymore. I still think he's not one the of the best goalie. goaltenders of the last decade, and you can make a case he might be a Hall of Famer someday. I think he belongs in that conversation. Sure, but he's no longer Jonathan Quick. He's a guy, and you made Jonathan Quick look like the Vesna and Stanley Cup winner that he was ten years ago. Mm-hmm. So no, I didn't think Matt Zuccarello played poorly. Um, I want to see him get more minutes with. With credible players, that's another guy. But that's my question. So stop right there. Right. So stop right there because that's that is the the theme of Judd's hockey show. You tell me. Okay, we say top six. Make him a top six. All right, right cool. That sounds great. Awesome. Who do you put him with? Who's the center? I know. That's why. I mean, you don't have you don't have a one or a two. Like I'm not. I'm not talking about well, but they're no, they're not okay. Like they're out of position, they're or they just are flat out probably third or fourth line guys. And and if you decide, and I think that uh, that that they did starting in the third period last night, if you decide that Felino, Greenway, and Eck belong as a trio, which they're good, yeah, you don't have another center. So you tell me this: 
who are you going to float Zuccarello with to give him a chance to be as successful as possible? I don't. Bukestead or Johansson. But but Bukestead's a a fourth liner. Bukestead is a fourth. He's nothing more than that. I know. And and I saw the thing about, well, he's coming off COVID, and, and okay, I'm sure it sucks. I'm sure it's tough. But here's your problem. Nick Bukestead was not efficient and was not consistent before he got sick. Right. Like, you can't blame everything on COVID. No. Minor no, the center, the center problem here ain't got nothing to do with pandemics. Mm-mm. It's got to do with you don't have guys. No. So, so you know, if we're talking about a line with a guy like Zuccarello, crazy, right? Who do you put these guys with? Who do you put? Who do you I pair them? Yeah, I, I have no idea. Yeah, you're basically it's it's almost ball practice what you're doing right now. Uh, Giving guys like Fiala and, and Kaprizov, Nick Benito. Well, that, bo- that bothers Rass me. And- that bothers me be- be- because uh, Fiala and Kaprizov deserve more. Yep. But I'm just saying if I am a coach and I say, okay, Zuccarello had a bad year last year. Yep. I want to see in the midst of this five-year contract, in the midst of this five-year godforsaken contract, let's see what we've got, okay? Right. I don't know what to do. I know. Well, it's weird too because like someone like Nick Bukestead this year. So a little analytics dive here. He he's starting in the offensive zone fifty four percent of the time. So when there's a face off, he's in that dot fifty four percent of the time compared to forty five percent defensively. Yeah, he's t- and he's typically been about down the middle in his career with both with Florida and Pittsburgh. He he was never used this highly, but at the same time, there's there's no one else, so they have to give him the opportunity to be an offensive forward. His course, he is not good. He he doesn't look. He does. He's not generating enough offensive chances. He's getting burned defensively as well. Faceoff's not good. Faceoff stink. Forty four percent, five percent off his career tick. Yeah. Um. So he's never really been a, a a dynamite guy in the faceoff either. Yeah. Like this is why you have to at least pick it up and and try to get Sam Bennett. Try to get Derek Stepan. I know I threw out uh, Nick Schmoltz in Arizona. I, I think if it's that's straight, not going to happen, I think I that's too difficult. I, I think. It, well, I don't think it's too difficult. I think it, the the price of that is m- yeah, more. That, that's my point. Is steeper than it's too steep than Bennett and Stepan. But, it's too steep. But I do. Think I take Stepan now. The only problem like I've is, been told he's cooked, but I take him. No, I, I the problem is getting him here from Canada. It, you have to wait a week. You have to wait a week for him. No, to get I'd here, rather right? wait a week than watch this. So you should have made that trade a week ago for six more weeks. Yeah, well, I don't disagree, but they got to do something. Yeah, like I would just get one guy to plug in. I know. Or if you're not going, if you're not going to. Then I would almost just punt and say, "What's the best draft pick that we could possibly get?" And look, you might have to start having that conversation. Um, Pittsburgh, they lost last night. I actually watched most of that game, the Penguins and, and Capitals game. Uh, but Pen- the Pittsburgh Penguins I got a are Penguins are, take for you are seven six and one right now. And I know yeah. you're going to get there. But Penguins take the Viking game. or the Vikings, the Wild are going to get two first round <laughs> picks this year. So, and I, I'm going to guess that they're probably going to be pretty close. So, if the first one's eleven, I bet the next one's sixteen. I bet they're within five to six selections of each, of each other. Cause I think the penguins, they're in a tough division. I don't think they're going to go on a run here. You are, I know you're about to bring something to the table that is against that take, but ba- basically you're going to have two first round picks. And if you're the wild, then you're going to want, if, if you know, Pittsburgh's going to be better than you, then you're going to want to be in the lottery system. If that, if that's the case. Yeah. Well, and with this, it's just so maddening. Uh, my Pittsburgh take is this. I don't necessarily flat out disagree with what you just um, said there, but where I do think things took a turn 
is, is this. And I, I got a theory here. So Jim Rutherford, who had been the GM of the Penguins, quit, was it two weeks ago? Yes. Yeah, three, three weeks back now? Yep. Very big surprise. Unexpected. Said it was not health, but he was just done. I don't think, because I searched this, I don't think that we've been given a reason yet why exactly he stepped down so abruptly. Um, my theory is this. I think he went to the Penguins people and said, we're not that good and we're old. Uh, because around that time is when stories leaked out about would the Penguins possibly uh, shop Malkin or Crosby or defenseman Chris Letang. And then he, he's gone, okay? So then he's gone. And now we, we've got... Um, Ron Hextall is the GM and Brian Burke, who was helping, I think, consult on the Penguins hiring of Hextall has been br- brought in as basically, I think, the president of hockey operations for the Pangs, the Pens. Um, and so I think what we have here and I think where the Penguins are potentially not going to do the wild in any favors is I think what we have now is we have a situation where Pittsburgh is going to try and make a run here. Mm. So I could see them actually trying to add at the deadline. Um, I think that the people that run them said we are not bailing. And in fact, because we still have the likes of Crosby and Malkin and Latang, we are going to make a run. You want Marcus Johansson? And so that's why, that's why I think that, that the wild draft pick, if, if Rutherford had gotten his way, the wild draft pick from Pittsburgh might have been decent. Sure. I think they're going to now try as hard as they can to potentially sabotage that pick. Mm. So that's and and you're right. The East Division is extremely difficult. There's no guarantee that what the Penguins are going to uh, try and do here is going to work out. Yeah. But I do think that the thinking in Pittsburgh now has shifted to we're, we are all in. And in, in fact, there's been there's been discussion and Rumors floated that they are talking to the Golden Knights about the flower. Oh. Flurry coming back there. Penguins love to bring back their old guys. Now, Flurry's been playing great they love to recycle in their Vegas more than anyone else. So it doesn't make sense to trade him, but the Golden Knights are in cap hell. And so, and so if they bring him back, because uh, they're the. Goalie situation there in Pittsburgh is not great. If they bring him back, it's going to strengthen them for sure. For sure. But I'm yeah. just I'm just cautioning that I think that there was a far clear path to Pittsburgh stinking, and I'm not sure it's there now. That's a good point. I mean, I'll, I'll, look, Billy Guerin's got connections with Pittsburgh. You want to mortgage off one of these UFAs and Marcus Johansson for a fourth yeah, round who, pick? Who are they going to want though? Bring it on, Marcus Johansson. What 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 on earth would cause you as a scout? For another team to have watched well, Marcus right. Johansson play, I'll, I'll be devil's advocate against myself. Like here. I would take his contract in the right trade as just a a potential uh, one off. Well, let's let's go down the route here because right. because right. he is. Some, I'll, I'll even defend him a little bit. He, this was a guy who got traded to Boston two years ago, went off in the playoffs for them and the Bruins. They made their run at the Cup. Yep, he had eleven points, and then he's a playoff vet. He um used okay. to play. He he is a decent performer for the Capitals for a while. They're familiar with him. Okay, Garen has connections with Pittsburgh. He might not even want a draft pick. He might have a low-tier prospect that he's believed in and he helped scout and drafted that he wants. Honestly, and and this is okay. So this is twofold. This is me continuing my campaign to get you're Marcus just, you're Johansson just trying to get off this the guy roster. Off your roster. Every chance you get, but and I don't also, blame you. But yeah, don't. This is much. also me 
campaigning to the Pittsburgh Penguins why a guy like Marcus Johansson is going to help you make a playoff run. So I'm, I'm look, I'm just, I'm just throwing out facts. When is the Wild? Facts. When a friend of the show? When are we going to finally get to a season, Declan Goff? Where the Wild is not going to acquire a, a guy who we can't wait to see them trade. It feels like the Wild always has at least one, sometimes two. But it feels like every year, right, there's that one guy who comes here and we all say, let's see what he can do. Right. And about 10 games in, we say, he can't do much. Heatly, right? Oh. Like, I know he made the great pass. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But, I mean, there, for the expectation, right? Heatley and Havlet, and I could go down this entire list of guys who we've thought, oh man, let's see what he, oh no. I don't mean for Stockholm Syndrome here, and we should have asked Jess Myers this um, last week when we had him on the pod. Sure. I believe, is it, who's the center that could be, is it Ben Myers? For the for the Gopher hockey team, yeah, this year that's having a good year, and, and he could possibly come out, and I, I don't think a team owns his rights, so okay. he, he he gets to choose. I oh. believe where he goes. I'm okay. pulling up their roster right now to, to double check that. But that could be someone that you take a chance on. I mean, he's in your backyard. It's a it's a college free agent. Oh, this sounds very provincial of you. Uh, Delano High School, Ben Myers. He's having a decent year. Yeah, he's, he's a nice, center. Five eleven, a buck ninety five. Not a. They're, a can you a, do better a, than that? Well, uh, can you do worse than that? I'll flip it back can on you. Do can, better? Can, can you, you do, do worse better than that? than that? Number one, stop picking up guys we don't want. And number two, can you do better than that? Can you get at least a two? I don't know. I, I mean, I, honest. I, I know guys are coming along, but uh, yeah, no, that's fine. Sign him. Sign him. I would do it. I, I, if I'm Bill Guerin, I'm shopping Marcus Johansson and the Bennett Pittsburgh by, Penguins right now. By the the way, since it. Uh, leaked out on Hockey Night in Canada a few weeks ago that he wanted to trade, even though he hadn't told the Flames that, but his agent told HNIC that. Uh, he has been now, I think, on the first or second line since, and he's doing fine. Yeah. So he ain't being traded now. Well, they're trying to drive up his price. No, that's fine. They're trying to drive up his price. And they they could still move him. They could still move him. By the way, Ben Myers, 20 points in 60. Uh, he's a nice player. In 16 games. He's a nice goals, 12 assists, shoots the puck. I would take a chance on him. Got a GWG this year. A couple power play goals. All right. The power play. Oh, my God. The power play. 0 for 3 last night. And you say to yourself again, COVID, damn it. They're just back from COVID. Long break. Of course they're rusty. <laughs> and I say to you, okay, that explains last night. But can you explain 3 for 45 on the power play to me? Oh, God, no. 3 for 45. You put Zuccarello on the power play last night? You put Greenway, so you change things. I applaud that. Very good. They're trying different things. They're trying different players. And you are now on the season three for 45. That is very difficult to do. Yeah, it's brutal. I'm, I'm to and the how point. Do you, and how do look, you? What's the fix look, here? I'm not going to. I'll be I'm going to just spoil this for you. I don't know what the fix is. I'm not going to pretend to be a power play specialist. What's what goes on the point? Who goes on the half wall? Where's the the bumper? Where, 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 where's the bumper? You got the bumper. What 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 diamond shape are we making here? Like, I'm not going to pretend to know that. I'm not going to do that for you. But what I can do is suggest a wacky idea because I, I that that is what I bring to the table. Wacky ideas. If baseball can put an extra inning, they rule, listen to extra it. player, yep. an extra innings on second base. 
Give us three on three for 30 seconds. You get 30 seconds of three on oh, three. Oh, you want to change the league? I want to change the league. You want to change the league. I thought you were going to give me a wild idea for how to fix this. No, a literal, wild, crazy, out of this, out of this world I like idea. Three on, I like for the three first on time three, the I Wild are actually built for three love, on three. You I still, love three you still drop at center ice. You still drop at center ice for three on three. You don't okay. even have to start an offensive zone. You get 30 seconds. And the moment that 30 seconds is up, there's a whistle. Back to five on five. Back to five on five. Back to five on Because at this point, Wait. five on four ain't working. Five on four, okay. Yeah, five on four ain't working for this. But stage. here's what doesn't make sense, okay? First power play last night. Eck. Okay. Not, you know, not great, but. I'm, I'm trying anything, yep. Okay. Greenway. I like it. Big body in front. Go get the puck in the corners, right? Fiala. Definitely. Kaprizov. Hell yeah. And Suter, not a big fan, but that's okay. But I just don't understand how you can't get a goal. I don't, yeah, I don't. understand. You're a three for 45. You've tried everything. You've, you have shaken things up, used different players, left the first group out there for nearly the entire damn thing. Like, between the center thing and the power play, they both are, are so broken. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty much. Uh, but, I mean, you can't check out on this. It. It's special teams. It's one of the most important pieces of the game. Right. Like, you can't just throw your hands up. You got to do something here. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what to do. That's why, I'm, that's why I'm proposing a new rule change for the NHL. The Wild, the wild just deny a five-on-four But it's three-on-three, three, though, and then I. Uh, I, I it's I better. I like the three-on-three. Three, better. But I just, there has to be. And I don't know if you go through a streak then and you get hot, but here's the thing. Three for 45 is an ineptness that's not a short-term, as the kids like to say, small sample size. Right. Like This this is is a a problem. This is a large, you are at nearly 50 power plays. All right, I got some good news from last night. Okay, hit me. The debut of Kalen Addison. Yeah, I like this kid. Great stash. Yep. Great hair. Jazz clarinet. Um, That's what I think he does. He he needs to keep playing. Oh yeah. This wasn't this. Was I don't know right how kid. you work him in in into whose spot. Uh, Cole or Susie's. Um, played nineteen forty one last night. Yep. Played alongside Suits for much of that game. Kalen Addison needs to keep playing. I think you have something here. Yeah, he was a, he was a beast last night. Um, in terms of Corsi, he led the team in Corsi 4. He was 60%, so he was creating chances when he was on the ice. Um, he was noticeable in a good way. Playing with Ryan Suter does help that. Um, this is a good. This was a good find by Bill Guerin. They traded Jason Zucker for a first-round pick and, That's a great, top, and one of their top prospects. That could be a great excuse trade. Excuse me, Addison was a second-round pick. He was not a first-round pick. I yeah, double-check that. But he, he was a highly-regarded prospect. He moves the puck well. This is a great find. This was a great trade, too, by the way. This was a great trade by Bill Guerin. You got a first-round pick, which we still it's, it's undisclosed where that's going to be and who that turns into, and you have a defenseman, I think, who is probably going to be here for a very long time. Um, if anything, worst-case scenario is he's, in, he's Matt Dumba's insurance policy if Dumba gets traded or gets exposed in expansion draft. Um, I think he is the, he's an offensive first defenseman. He can move the puck well. He can score goals. He's shown he has, he has the ability to do that um, at other levels, not the NHL yet. But, yeah, you have to keep him in the lineup. I think you probably move out Susie. Keep Cole in, I think. But at the same time, Susie Cole, 
You know, Susie probably brings a little more offense than Cole does, but Cole brings a little more grit and size. So and kill it, penalties. Which, which which one do you want to trade he's off? A, there? Yeah, and Susie's a nice player. Like he's a, he's a you know. No, right? But I mean, we're not we're we are t- talking about a potential game changing key contributor, key contributing game changing defenseman, and his skill set. I think. Uh, is, is going to be a good thing for the world. Yeah, I, I thought he had a great debut. I, I would say he was the the lone bright spot probably in yesterday's return to play for the Wild. So what we we had uh, Suits and D- Dumble played last night. Mm-hmm. Brodeen was out. Hunt, your guy. Susie, Talbot, Rask, and Rao out. Um, and, and Spurgeon out too. Yep. And it sounds like Spurgeon is going to practice today. Correct. Um, that is correct. Benino. Benino, Sturm, and Cole could all be back uh, Thursday against the Ducks, and Spurgeon might be too, which will help. But you know where it's not going to help? The center position. I think we should harp on that sucker until they do yeah. something about it. And if, if they don't, fingers crossed, you get a good draft pick. Yeah. I, I think For their we, sake. You know, I think, I think we probably just bring Bill Garrett on the show and just say, Billy, come on. He, He's got to be going. Give, give us He's a little be going bit crazy, here. right? Give us a little bit here. You you know that this center thing isn't working. You know you're on. We know you're on the phone. But you you got to make this happen, right? We should just ask our buddy Billy. He's a friend of the show. He'd probably like to come on. I don't think he needs us to, to tell him that it's well, he doesn't not need, working. No, 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 that's center. fine. I think, I'm just, he, I think he has seen it. He's got to be going crazy. He's watching. probably going crazy. This guy played with Sidney Crosby. Yeah, I forget how like recently retired Bill Guerin is. I saw Billy uh, play when when he was with. With the Penguins, I was covering the Vikings uh, against the Steelers in that 2009 game. Oh, sure, yeah. Bill Guerin was there. Oh, my God. In fact, he was on the game program. I still have it. He's on the game program? He was on the game program. But he has seen enough to know this. Hey, last thing. Which one of the – is there one of the newcomers this year who you do like? On on the on the Wild? On the Wild. Ra- like Wild's roster? And as yeah, in- like going through like Johansson, Bukestad. Like, is there one guy who you have been pleasantly surprised by? Because I think I know what my answer is. Um, I, if you're gonna make me choose, if you're gonna make me make a selection, I guess I guess Benino, because he can win faceoffs. Because he's defensive. But he's such and, a third or fourth line guy, right? He's an expendable player. <laughs> I mean, and the Preds are and the Preds are doesn't mess, count. So. Obviously, Kaprizov doesn't count. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm um, saying guys that they brought in. No, During the summer, there's no one or offseason that really impresses me. What about you? I'm really disappointed in Bukestad because I thought there might be. Well, I think I I'm shouldn't say that. More dis- I am. Yeah. I'm disappointed because I thought that he might apply himself because this might be his last chance. Uh, and he is still he's still the guy who played for the Gophers. But Dex, the problem is in college that that worked. Yeah, like it was. Di- there, there were definite gopher games where I said he's not applying himself, but he was still good, right? But in this league, you can't do that. And so with all of the injury situations that he's been through and whatnot during the course of his pro career, I really thought that he would come in here um, jazzed for almost all games, and he's really has not. That's disappointing. Yeah. Johansson, I'm not surprised by. Um, It just um, doesn't do it for me. Benino, I thought was Benino. I thought was not great, but I thought he was better. Now that's a good name, though, Dex. Your Pittsburgh idea could work there. It could because he is a third line playoff Stanley vet. Cup playoff vet 
who's played there previously, and I could see Pittsburgh saying, hell yeah, and right. giving you like a draft pick. Yeah, seriously, and he's played in 69. That one does make sense. He's played in 94 playoff games. I think he was right. I think he's good. I just yeah. don't think that he is, because because you're so bad at the pivot here, I don't know that there's a right way to use him, because you're always almost asking for more than he could probably give you. Look, Pittsburgh loves taking Washington players. Washington loves taking Pittsburgh players. Go get Marcus Johansson. And I, I would, if Billy wants a fourth-round pick, I'll take it. If Billy has some low-tier prospect that's lower on the totem pole that he believes in. What is the in, Marcus Johansson trade you would not make? Like, what is the phone call where you would say, I can't do that? I, I, don't, know if it, I don't know if it exists. Like a used I, car? I, I, like, if I, I said to you, I will give you a used car. Even if, I, I really don't, yeah, I don't know if there's a bad thing that would come. Like, I really don't, I'm trying to think of maybe like an Albatross contract. Or something that would like yeah, hurt what, the what wild. Can, what can I sell you? Hold on, let me pull up Pittsburgh. What can't I sell you? Where would you say morally I can't do this one? Yeah, I, I really, you know, they they traded for Casper Kapanen at the they used the Wilds. That was a Rutherford they, trade. They, they used the that was a very pick. bizarre trade. Yeah, and I don't think he's fitting in there. I would probably, I mean, but I could see them maybe doing a straight up. No, I don't think that's okay. Casper's still 24 years old, and even he's having a bad year. Benino, I could see them wanting. Right. But, um, I'm, but I'm asking you, as GM Declan, if mm-hmm. you have Bill Guerin's job with the Wild, where do you draw the line of, I can't make this Marcus Johansson trade? I really don't think it doesn't. I don't, I don't, I okay. don't think it matters. Okay. I'm, I'm looking at their roster here, and I'm, I'm looking at situations. They don't have a first-round pick. They don't have a third-round pick. They don't have a fourth-round pick. So that means they're pro- you're probably going to get a fifth. If you got a fifth round pick for Marcus Johansson, that's fine. They have man, the Penguins are depleted draft capital. They have no first round pick, no third, no fourth, no sixth. They only have a second, a fifth, and three sevenths. So they're going to be looking probably even to get something back. So I guess if I was the Wild, do not give up a third round pick in a, in addition to Johansson. Unless you're getting also something back of significant importance. Okay. So basically, don't attach, um, to answer your question, don't attach anything, don't attach any draft capital with Marcus Johansson oh, yeah, to no, the I Penguins. Wouldn't, I wouldn't know. Hell but no. But Pittsburgh's going to be looking for some type of, yeah. of, of small draft capital. But they want to win. They don't have a third or a fourth. Oh, yeah. You're They're not going to get a first this year. They're just not going to get a first. Yeah, this bleep year. them. But uh, if, I'm I'm the, if I'm the Wild, don't attach a third or fourth round pick with Johansson. Okay. Un- unless, like, yeah, you're getting someone like Casper. Ka- I don't want Kapanen because he's a wing. Like, it doesn't help me. That just causes more log jamming of, of, of right and left wings. I don't want to have to deal with that. So wait, what? What's their pick status again? What do they have for picks? They only have a second, a fifth. You might get the fifth, and three sevenths. You might get the fifth. You might get the fifth. I I take a fifth. I would take a fifth for him. <laughs> I, 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 I don't. I take don't, several fifths. I don't. Yeah, I I would take multiple fifths. Now, now they have all their normal picks in 2022. Mm-hmm. And there is rumors too. I've heard that they've they're they're thinking about pushing the draft. Not oh yes, to, to like either late twenty twenty one or even twenty twenty two. They've something? talked about no. What is they, it? They've talked about taking the twenty twenty one draft and having it be in twenty twenty two, like a week after the twenty twenty two draft. So basically, have the two drafts back to back because juniors aren't playing, and so scouts can't go watch players. And so what they would do is have all of those draft class classes, plural, stay in junior and then draft in June of 2022, not once, but twice. So 14 rounds of draft for two different age groups. That is 
crazy. I mean, because I get, they don't want to. They don't want to. They don't want to draft without scouting. Right. No, and I. I totally but the top that. picks aren't going to change. No. So so like the like what they could do is they they could actually this year do a first round because I think a first round is a first round, uh, and basically the players from that group who are that good are known commodities decks, and then they they could basically do rounds two through seven for 2021. It's confusing into June of 2022. That's what they've talked about. Got it. That, got it got that's it. what they've talked about. But no, I'm telling you on Pittsburgh, I think that there's a very good chance that there's going to be pressure on Hextall and Burke to actually make more trades to add at the deadline that are going to deplete them more. Like if you go get flurry or a good player, that's going to cost you more. Right. But I, but I'm pretty sure that, that, they were told previously, hey, look, we're just not there and we're not going to get there. And the people that own the team said, oh, no, no, we think we can. So uh, final thoughts before we get done here. Uh, final thoughts. I'm just I'm, I'm glad that they're that hockey is back. And I mean, they're going to have a slew of games here. I believe it's like seven games in the next 11 days. Yeah, um, they, they what they took. Um, they put two more games on this road trip, if I'm not mistaken now. Yeah. And then uh, so ducks, 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 sharks, and abs b- before they come home and play. I think they play the Kings again next a week from Friday and Saturday. If I'm th- not mistaken, this uh, this is a woe is me comment too. Oh, but um, can the Wild first off? If you're going to play a home game, can you stop? Can they stop being on Friday and Saturday nights? I want. I want to. I want to enjoy a Friday and Saturday night. I'm. I. 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 I hold I wanna, on a second. I don't want. I don't want to go to wait, a hockey game. Wait. You are the one. You are the one who always says, "Quit complaining about the schedule." Yep. Quit complaining about start times. Yep. All of you whiners. I like to stay up late and watch yep. hockey. Yeah, and I now do. you're telling them not to play on Friday and Saturdays, prime weekend dates. Right. Why? There's no one there. There's no fans in the stands. Right, that, but it's a perfect time to pull up, pull up a seat on the couch and watch games. No, I'd, I'd want it. No, I want to get. Like, what are you doing on Friday or Saturday night? Stay home. It's it's a pandemic. Damn it. I, I don't like it. <laughs> then you can't complain. Better. Then you can't complain about people that complain about start times. Eh, no, I can. I can in that regard. That's fine. I'm just. Oh, last thing. I think that that. The league might have finally given its first nod to the fact that not everybody's going to get 56 games, and here's why. NHL.com right now. If you go there, pull up standings. In the last couple of weeks, they have added point percentage. Uh-oh. Which they did not have previously, and for a guy like me with my Benilde math degree, I couldn't do point percentage if you spotted me the formula. Um, The National Hockey League website in its standings now one of the first categories after the main ones, point percentage, which leads me to believe that they are going to acknowledge here that it's going to be damn near possible for everyone to get 56 games. Yeah, and that's fine. Do the point percentage. I'm totally okay with that. that that's fine. You don't, you don't have to. There's no integrity of the sport. Put your in, put I your agree. thoughts on integrity out the window here. Well, for twenty twenty one, there's not. Yeah, yeah there no, isn't. Th- that's what I keep saying. Yeah, the, the like, integrity. Is gone. It was supposed to be fifty six games. Well, yeah, it's supposed to be eighty two games. Right. The integrity is gone, people. <laughs> the, the integrity. That's the title of Judd's Fair hockey me. show. That's our head headline. The integrity. Judd's of the game. hockey show. The integrity is gone. All right, we're done. Do your thing. Fast shoot score. Your dog is more than just your bestie with the cutest face ever. Get to know them on a genetic level with Embark Vet. 
developed by veterinarians and PhDs, Embark screens for more than 215 genetic health risks across more than 350 breeds. It's top-notch science for your top-notch pup. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.